I probably ended my dad's career when I came along was like, hey man, look, you can't be going around. You gotta be at the house with me. You know, I'm, I'm gonna be too much for, for mama. I'll try to stay there as long as I could until they say, hey, hey, you on the team now, so you get in the game tech, you, you gotta get up out of here. So I'm like, dang. So I got killed for that. Oh, uh, you make the team one week, you go pull, go buy you a new car and everything. I mean, not just a new car, an Audi. I hate y'all. I hate the Ravens. <laughs> y'all gonna lose a day. I'm talking about sending me Wait, these are your friends? Friends. <laughs> you need to find some new friends, dude. dude. Welcome into the lounge. I am Ryan Mink. And I'm Garrett Downing. And we are happy to be joined today by linebacker Zachary Orr. But before we do that, Want to read an email because we're getting flooded with good emails. So usually we wouldn't do it yeah. for an interview podcast, but we gotta get with one. We gotta there. get some of these. It's hard to pick through and wade through all the good emails yeah. we're getting these days, but we got a great one from Sweden from Nils Janlert. And he wrote, uh, hey, make Downing and Ryan Garrett. I like that. Well Clever. done. Clever. Yeah. I'm a big Ravens fan from Sweden. Love the podcast. You guys are great. Pumpkin beer, not so much. Oh wow. I guess, I, why are we reading this one? Yeah, he I guess did. pumpkin beer. Like I said, now it's uh, Christmas beer time. So he says this. Redeems himself. Christmas beer is great. All right, all right. If you find some Swedish ones, I would recommend Nils Oscars or Sterix. Great beer. Isn't his name Nils? So this is just his own Yeah, maybe this is his own (laughs) company here. Uh, First of all, I hope both of you come to London next year because I'm going to be there, and I hope the podcast is there as well. Amen. I agree with that. Uh, Secondly, this is a subject for you. How come a blocked field goal counts as a miss? It should count as a block. Yes! There we go. Yes! Why does a guy from Sweden know more about the NFL than you? All right. Who works in the NFL? All right. We don't have all time to debate this because we got to get to the interview with Zach. But we debated that topic in Unscripted this week, so people can check that out. And also, I would just like to add in there, we talked to Justin Tucker and Morgan Cox in the locker room this week about it. Both of them were on my side. King a miss is a miss. There should not be a separate category. Miss is a miss. But again... We don't have all day to discuss this. We even would, though I would seriously love that. debate this for about half an hour. Yeah, if we had the time. Yeah, but no further we don't. Ado, we don't have the time. We don't. We don't. And just as a shout out, email us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. Uh, but with no further ado, to our featured guest, to our featured guest, linebacker Zachary Orr. Last week we had C.J. Mosley on the podcast. Oh, okay. He's obviously a great linebacker. However. Now we have the Ravens' leading tackler on the podcast. <laughs> Third most tackles in the NFL. Got 122 stops. So my first question off the bat here is, how often do you rub it in CJ's face that you have more tackles than <laughs> Oh, man. No, nah, not at all, man. I mean, shoot, I can't even – my resume can't even compare to what he's done. I mean, he came in – we I was fortunate to come in. We came in the same year, and, I mean, he was a pro bowl, all-pro player as, as a rookie. And, right. I mean, he still has more interceptions than me and everything like that. So, I, I mean, he could easily just bring that up. And <laughs> I was first-round draft pick, and he, he could cr- totally crush me like, with a football resume right now. So. You're a modest guy. We'll have to <laughs> yeah. let him know. We'll make so, sure I mean, he does. <laughs> right, we'll remind him for you. <laughs> that goes back to that joking in the locker room thing. Nobody's mm-hmm. safe. Oh, yeah, nobody's safe. Man. It's, all, it's all that a good luck. That's the thing about the locker room and – thing about uh, being here with the Ravens, man, that uh, we all love about it is it's, it's a family environment and um, everybody talks to everybody. We all pretty much hang out and joke around with each other and, you know, everybody just loves to have fun and it makes coming to work a lot easier. Mm-hmm. So speaking of the 122 tackles, I mean, what's it like when you pull up the stat sheet if you do that? I'm sure you probably knew that. You probably knew you were third in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, no, I do. <laughs> what's, it, what's it like when you see that? You see your name there. Oh, man, it's... it's um. Something that I always envisioned and, and dreamed about, all the way dating back to high school and everything. 
always was like leading to leading tackle on my team and then I carried out through college and I kind of take pride in that as a linebacker uh, and just want, I want to lead the team in tackles uh, no matter what and I, I think that's a testament to just you know running to the football and just hard work and effort and just having a mindset that you're gonna get to the ball carrier and um, the thing about it, I always say it doesn't it doesn't hurt to have a, a good D lineman that eats up those <laughs> O linemen because uh, you know I don't care how good of a linebacker you are O lineman in your face you're not gonna make too many tackles so um, <laughs> you know so that, that's the thing I always take pride in um, when I'm out there I always want to lead the team in tackles this is something that I always you know had with me since high school. So, Zach, one thing that's cool is uh, I'm sure you heard about this on Monday Night Football. Monday Night, mm-hmm. Gruden was really blowing yeah. you up. Yeah, I you know, did he hear about you. that. Yeah, you heard about it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gruden Grinder. He yeah. Gruden Grinder. Yeah, man, I got I to gotta write uh, John Gruden a letter, man. I mean, uh, all my family and friends, they sent me, like, the videos and just, like, clips and stuff of him just talking about me. And, and I, that was cool, man. I appreciate the, the shout-out and everything like that. And, you know, put some recognition for my school in North Texas. That's what I was proud about and everything <laughs> like that. And, uh, you know, it was, it was real cool, man, because I remember watching when John Gruden was, you know, coaching for the Bucks and uh, won a Super Bowl with them and all that. And, um, you know, I always watched Monday Night Football and everything that he was doing with that. And, you know, just to be a part of that was, was something special, something I won't forget. How many texts would you estimate that you had when you walk into your locker after the game, you check out your phone? Oh, man, I always I have a lot, man. And certain weeks I have more than others because the crazy thing is I got friends that are like, uh, diehards like Steelers fans and everything. I mean, like trash talking. Oh, like, that's the worst. I mean, trash talking. I mean, like really trash talking. Like, man, look, I hate y'all. I hate the Ravens. Y'all gonna lose a day. I'm talking about sending Wait, me. Pictures. These are your friends. Friends. You need to find some new friends, dude. <laughs> I mean, it's all I love. Sending me pictures of like Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell. It, it gets real crazy. But I mean, I always have close to like probably a hundred, hundred and fifty text messages, Dang. and it, it's, it's great, man. I just I love it and. Um, you know, on the off day, I try to get a chance to get back to everybody. Sometimes I can't. I just, you know, I'll be too tired and it's a, it's a lot to go through. But, I mean, it's just great to see that support, you know, no matter win or lose, no matter what type of game I had. You know, I appreciate them taking out their time just to, you know, you know watch me play and, you know, take the time out to send me a, a message. and even, know, if trash, well. even if it's trash. Yeah, even if it's trash. Even if it's trash. I welcome it all. The thing about it with me, I actually love I actually love those text messages when people are talking trash about their team. Obviously, when we played the Cowboys. Uh, there was a lot of trash talking going on. You know, a lot of my uh, people back home are Cowboys fans, family members as well, too. So, uh, you know, I, I actually welcome that because when I always feel like when you tra- when somebody talking trash to me, it helps me take my game to another level. I, I like that. So I, I love reading those messages. I got to ask you one thing about the, you know, the Monday Night Football feature. You know, you you never smile in any of your pictures. You I know, know your I know. bio pictures too on the team webs on our website. You I never smile. <laughs> People don't know you're like the nicest guy, I know. most polite guy on the I know. team. It was crazy. I was uh, was talking. I was out doing some community stuff and just meeting with people and everything. And they were like, "Man, you." I was kind of scared of your picture. And I said, "I know." They was like, "You know, you you so cool, and then you got to smile. You smile all the time." And I was like, "I know. I got to redo that." I said, it's, "It's a it's a crazy." The story behind that my picture is because. When I signed, when I got the call and agreed to terms to sign as undrafted, uh, you know, free agent here, my flight was like six o'clock that morning. And pe- what people, what a lot of people don't know is I was like three hours away from my hometown watching my one of my younger brothers in the state track meet when I actually found out. So uh, we had to drive back home three hours. The track meet was at night, so we didn't get back till like midnight, one o'clock. So I didn't go. I had no sleep. So I really just I didn't know that was the picture that was gonna be for the uh, you know website for everything for everything. Yeah, Monday Night Football. yeah exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, man, I really do look like just I'm mean, and I just wanna 
you know, but I was like, that's totally opposite of me. I said, so I'm going to have to redo those pictures soon, man. I, that definitely would not be showing next year, for real. I'm definitely going to make a point to, to get those yeah, pictures I, changed. I feel like some guys, though, you know, they purposely kind of, you don't want to look hard, you know? Yeah, I, that's why, that's how growing up, I was, was doing that, <laughs> like, and that kind of... put the meme mug on Yeah, exactly, yeah. put the meme mug and everything. I'm like, you know, I always grew up like, I'm a football player, tough guy, all that stuff. I always did that, but my mom always told me, boy, smile, you know, what are you doing? You ain't got to look all crazy and stuff on your pictures. And she told me that, too, about that picture. And so I'm gonna have to change it and everything. Now I kind of learned that you know you just gotta be really a tough guy on the field. You know, off the field <laughs> you can be good. So if people can look at the picture. I can smile and and see that. But on the field, you know, that's what it really matters. So how does a guy like you end up in North Texas? Man, just uh, nobody else really wanted me. Really? That's the crazy thing it about was nobody. Just crazy, right? Yeah, nobody else really wanted me. And um, the coach that the head coach at the time that recruited me there. He was actually uh, college teammates with my with my dad at the uh, University of Texas, and then he was uh, like the most winningest high school coach in the state of Texas. He coached at a high school called South Lake Carroll, and they used to win state every year or those interstate championships. So I knew about him, and I remember they offered me a scholarship, and uh, you know I, I wanted to stay closer to home. I had other offers like Tulsa and Louisiana Tech and stuff like that, but you know that really wasn't for me. So I went uh, took a visit up there, and um, man, I just saw a place that. You know, wanted to win, and we we're getting like a new stadium, new facility. And when I was actually on my official visit, me and the other recruits that were thinking about going there, we all kind of felt the same way that we were we were good players, we were all state players and everything, but we all kind of undersized. Like our receivers were like five nine, five eight. Running backs weren't too big and weren't the fastest guys, but you know we were good football players. And uh, we decided we wanted to go here and, and turn it around. So I met those guys and seen the place, seen the facility, and I was like, man, I could see myself being part of a turnaround. And uh, we had three straight losing seasons my first three years, but the last year uh, we reached our goal. We turned it around, won, uh, won nine games and, and won a bowl game and won the only third, third bowl game in school history. So, wow. man, it was that's, some, that's a time I'll never forget and a time that's real special to me. And I'm mean green to the core, man. I, I love it, man. I love my school, man. <laughs> what like is it. mean green? What's a mean green? Mean, shoot, man, that's the crazy <laughs> thing about it. Is a lot of people, a lot of people associated. A lot of people think that it's. Uh, I thought the same thing when I found out. Like Mean Joe Green, the defensive lineman, is a is a North Texas alum. Oh. So a lot of people think that we got the nickname from him, but it was actually from uh, back when he was on back um, when he played. Obviously, that was real good. You have a guy like him on your sure. team and everything, and um, their defense was like one of the top defenses in the country. So they had the nickname Mean Green. Our mascot actually is an eagle, right. but. Where it's just the mean green. I love it because it's unique. You know what I mean? It's like, but, yeah, wait, it's but, crazy. but it's not anything, right? It's yeah, like, it's not anything. It's just, <laughs> it's it's just, just the, the North right. Texas mean green. And I guess, you know, we're just some mean guys that wear the color green, I guess, <laughs> you know. Right. Well, that's what and explains I mean, the picture. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> that's, that, 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 that could be, be a new story. That could be a story. Hey, I could tell people that. I think I will. I think I will tell them that, man. That, that, <laughs> so I'm just that, a mean green. Yeah, there you go. I could lead that. That way I could lead that into, you know, my school. I like bragging about my school, man, even though, you know, a lot of people don't know about it. I love bragging about my school so you got to rep the school pride I like got to got to so who's who sold you on signing here as an undrafted free agent because we got to know who to send a thank you card oh oh man uh Lonnie the scout Lonnie okay man he called me and uh it was like during the seventh round of the draft and he pretty much told me he was like man look you you can play he said I know you've been overlooked but you know you can run you can hit you know you're smart and I talked to your coaches and everything he did I could tell he did his research he pretty much knew everything about me. And he said, man, if you come in here and just do what you did in college and, you know, keep your mind right, you'll make this team. And I remember him telling me that. And that just gave me the ultimate confidence. And when I got up here, 
um, when things were getting tough and everything, I just remembered that and just try to keep, uh, you know, getting better each and every day. But yeah, Lonnie was, is the guy, man. I actually saw him um, a couple weeks ago. Every time we see each other, we just give each other, you know, a big hug and everything like that. And it's, it's great, man. Why do you think you were so overlooked? Like, what what was it? I don't know, man. That's what, that's what I sit and talk about. All, that's what we sit and talk about all the time. Like me and my brothers, I mainly talk to my brothers about it and, and good friends is, I mean, like, if you look at my, I feel like if you look at my film from college, it's, it's a pretty good film. And, you know, people could say the competition, but I played my first ever college game was against Clemson. I played LSU. I played Alabama. Right. I played Kansas State a couple times. I played Georgia. And I mean, if you look at my, if you look at the film just from those games, I have a good film and I had good numbers and everything like that. And I really just don't know why. I feel like that's just the way, uh, you know, God chose it to be. Like, I feel like I could be a, a testimony to the kids that, you know, get overlooked and get down on themselves and everything like that, that you can, um, you don't have to be this super freak, like athlete guy that looks, you know, looks like a creative player or something out there. <laughs> you can actually look normal, like a normal guy on the street and, and go out here and, you know, you know, make a name for yourself. It's pretty cool because you have now entered into the category of the next great Ravens undrafted mm-hmm. linebacker. You, you know the you know the guys. There's Albert, yeah. there's Jamel McLean, there's Bart Scott, yeah. there's Danelle Ellerby. Mm-hmm. What does it mean to be in that kind of fraternity? And and when you signed here, were you aware of that or did it take a little while to learn about those and, guys? Um I wasn't I wasn't aware about like I knew about Bart Scott and Danelle um Ellerby and I didn't know I had no idea until I got here that they were uh, free agents. But my first day here, uh Coach Wink, that's the first thing he told me. He was like he first told me to turn around and uh, look at Albert McClellan. He was like, look, he's undrafted. He had a Super Bowl ring. He started uh, some games on our Super Bowl run. Mm-hmm. He's been here for, I think at the time, it was like his fifth or sixth year. He's been here this long. And um, then he started telling me about Bart Scott. And I was like, wow, Bart Scott was undrafted and everything? Mm-hmm. And then he told me about LB. I was like, man, he was undrafted too. <laughs> so I found out real quick. And it, that, that just gave me like hope and, and everything. And I remember Coach Wing was like, man, you can be the next one if you, you, know, if you do things right. And, show that you belong and he's like there's no reason why you can't and that's something that I always you know remember and everything and I'm just glad that now my name is being brought up and um with those guys man because it's it's definitely a special group and those guys um you know helped the Ravens win a lot of games and you know help carry on the tradition of Ravens defense and I'm just trying to do the same. So when you uh I don't think a lot of people realize this when you're an undrafted guy in particular as a rookie and you sign here in the summer you aren't making much money. You might make oh, a little no. bit of change as a signing bonus, but it's yeah. not like they say, oh, you're in the NFL, you're go oh, ahead. No. He's probably making Bentley. more than you, but not as much as me. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you're on our level at that point. <laughs> so, but then, so then you make the team, yeah. and then you start making some real money once you make the team. What do you think when you get that first game check? What do you spend it on? Man, when I first got that first game check, I was like, the crazy thing, I never had a car. I never had a car, wow. like even throughout high school, throughout college. And I always remember it. And, you know, it was cool catching rides. I had people that had no problem taking me places and everything. But I was like, man, I always, you know, you get tired of kind of asking people, like, to take you places. <laughs> right. Especially after they're in, like, they already was coming from somewhere and got something. like, man, can you, can you take me get something to eat? And, uh, <laughs> I could tell, like, look in the face, like, I'll take you. But, uh, man, you know what I'm saying? I wish I didn't have to. But since you're my, you my boy, I got right. you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that so was I like was, him the other day. He tried to get me to take him to the car shop. I said no. Yeah, oh, dang. <laughs> or dang. CJ Mosley when I asked him to babysit my kid. Oh, he said no. He, he said, said yes. I would, but I don't want to. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so first thing, I was like, man, I'm, I got to get me some wheels in. 
I was staying at the hotel, uh, the Hyatt place, and they were, uh, you know, I was using the hotel shuttle, and I'll try to stay there as long as I could until they say, hey, hey, you're, you're on the team now, so <laughs> you're getting the game check. You, you got to get up out of here. So I'm like, dang, so I got to find a way to get around. <laughs> so the first thing I, I did is, um, you know, go go put a down payment for a car, man, and that, that's my baby right there. Now that car going to always have. Uh, What'd you get? I got I got an Audi Q5. Nice. Ooh, yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah, so that's when I pulled up with that. It was funny. I got I got like we were talking about jokes. I got killed for that. <laughs> oh, uh, you make the team one week. You go pull go buy you a new car and everything. <laughs> not just a new car. An Audi did right. all this. I want some of the money back from bumming yeah, all this ride. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh, we know who I'm riding. I ain't got to ride to the stadium at all and all this. I'm like, man. So it was it was all fun and games. I heard that my whole. Ricky year and everything like that so it, it, it was fun though it's fun that's the first thing I got done that's awesome yeah. so you know I know you've talked so many times about how you carry this chip on your shoulder from being mm-hmm. an undrafted guy now you're in your third year you're starting on the number one defense in the NFL you're yeah. third in the NFL in tackles has that chip kind of rounded off a little bit or, or what <laughs> nah it's still it's still it's still up there man like if y'all met my my older brother I mean he's like the ultimate like motivator for like me and my younger brothers, he'll never, like, he always keeps us humble. He'll never forget, you know, he'll never, he'll never let us forget the things that people were saying and, you know, how many people, you know, said you couldn't do this, said you couldn't do that. And it's a constant reminder. And, and then, so he'll tell me that stuff. So even if I'm feeling pretty good about myself, he'll tell me something like that. Then I'll just start thinking. I'm like, man, you're right. Then next thing I know, I'm just automatically start finding myself just like, man, you know, people really sleep and everything like that. And, you know, I got to prove each and every week that, you know, this is not just a, you know, a one-time thing. So uh, it, the chip definitely not going nowhere, and it's going to definitely be there, you know, forever, man. So your older brothers told you all about all the mean things that Garrett said about you? <laughs> ah, get out of here. <laughs> I mean, it's hey, I don't, know, I, don't know, I don't know who, I don't know who says, I don't know who says stuff. He doesn't tell me no names. He just, he just starts reading that stuff. Like the other day he told me some stuff. He was like, man, you, you, uh, they said you gave up seven catches for 70 yards against the Patriots by six different receivers. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, I know I, gave, I, got, I got caught on on the touchdown and everything. It was a great play by them. But I was like, that's the only time I was targeted. The rest of the time it was like in zone coverage and <laughs> right. it was like check down. So they count that as like me guarding somebody one-on-one. But right. I mean, it is what it is. But he tell me stuff like that and I instantly right. just like get, you know what I mean? Get all fired yeah, up again. get fired up again. Be like, okay, I can't wait to get back out there. But <laughs> yeah, he uh, he's the guy. He he keeps all of us. He he used to see the like the messages in the group that he sends, like me and my brothers. He'll just start like screenshot stuff. Look, look at this. What this what they saying and this stuff. I'd be like, sometimes be telling him when he talking to my younger brother. Like, all right, bro, just like you know, chill. He kind of crushing him a little bit. Like you know what I'm saying? Like you gonna have a dog, my, my little boys, man, man, my little bros, man. But he's definitely the, the motivator of the family. Man, and and now we know if there's anything that we say. Or right, that's negative. We know who to blame. Oh, we yeah, know who yeah, to blame yeah. if you find out about it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's definitely gonna let me know. Nothing's gonna, nothing's gonna slide <laughs> past him, man. Nothing's gonna slide past him. Was there a point, Zach? Where, you know, go back to your rookie year. You know, all these guys come in here. There's all these undrafted rookies, mm-hmm. and maybe one or two of them makes the team. Yeah. I think you're one of three. Right? Yeah. It's you, Hurst, and, and uh, Toussaint. And Toussaint. Okay. Yeah. All right, so three that year. But you go through that year, and a lot. Most of the guys don't. Obviously, mm-hmm. was there at any point during training camp that year where you were like? you know what, like, I can play with these guys. Yeah, I mean, um, probably, like, a couple weeks into training camp, and we were, like, splitting the practices up and everything like that, and I was out there making plays just like everybody else was, and I was like, man, these some good players. Because I first got here, I was like, man, we got some real good linebackers here, mm-hmm. and 
I mean, I don't know. Even if I even if I know I play how I play how I can play, it's still gonna be tough for me to make the team. But I mean, when I was in there in, in camp and was able to make plays and you know started getting comfortable and was able to pick up the defense pretty good and uh, you know just watching the film and just seeing that I was I was doing good things and and the crazy thing was seeing how much better I could get and I, I really didn't know anything like that and um, you know just sitting there watching film with the coaches man I was like man I could really play at this level and everything like that and I know that I'm the type of person I am I'm gonna go home and study and I pride myself on not like making the same mistakes you know twice so I knew if I cleaned up the little things and just continued to you know come here each and every day and you know do what I do and you know make plays that I could play at this level. You talk about the the players ahead of you. Mm-hmm. Daryl Smith was ahead of you last yeah. year, and yeah. I, I remember talking to you when last season <laughs> ended. You know, and yeah. you're like, I, I think I'm going to be a starter next year. Yeah. And this is before when Daryl yeah, was still yeah, on the team. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So either you're a fortune teller or you do something <laughs> weird. You know? So what, what made you so confident that, that you were going to be able to do it? That was just my mindset because, you know, last year I was able to get a little – I got a little bit playing time, especially the second half of right. the season. And, um, you know, I, I didn't make any just super big plays. I didn't – you know, I, I did all right and everything. Right. Um, I mean, I felt, I felt comfortable and – the game started to slow down a little bit for me, and I knew what I had to work on in the off season. I knew what I had to get better at, and um, you know I was just confident that you know the work I was going to put in in the off season was going to carry over to you know training camp into the season, and was going to help me you know become the player that I know I can be. And the thing I love about it is, and the thing that keeps me motivated each and every day is, I'm nowhere even near that yet. Like I know I can get a whole lot better, and that's what I'm continuing to you know strive and, and chase for. So. Uh, but that, but that off going into the off season, I was real confident, man, and and I knew Buck's Buck's a hell of a player. I mean, he's still a hell of a player, man, and I've learned so much from him. But I was just confident coming in, like, man, you know, I feel like it's it's time for me to you know take that next step in in my career, and you know, come in here with that mindset that I'm gonna be a starter no matter what, and right. just you know not let anybody you know hold me back and nobody stop me, and you know it, it was real good to you know come in here and you know be able to do that. And everything like that, and I got help from you know a lot of players. You know, uh, Elvis Dumerville, he was in our meeting room. Um, you know, even though he was hurt, he was in our meeting room throughout camp and everything, and just learning a little tips and stuff from him. And um, you know, was able to you know put that in my game a little bit and just taking coaching. That's the main thing too, is just correct the mistakes that you make and you know not make them again. Right. If you had, I want one thing. If there's one reason, you know, a lot of people have asked, what is it about Zach Orr that's allowed him to have such a tremendous season? You know, you're playing so well. Mm-hmm. Why are you able to be having such a great season like you are? I mean, I'd probably say just the, um, you know, the the belief that my teammates and everything have in me, like the uh, the D linemen, my fellow linebackers, and, and the DBs and the coaches around here. You know, once once they see what I could do, they they their belief in me, you know, just gives me the utmost confidence to go out there and uh, you know play free, and that, that's the thing I love about it. But I think that's the thing that that attribute probably to the success uh, so far this year is just the belief uh, from the, from my teammates, coaches, pretty much the organization that that you know they they named me a starter and. And I want to make them, you know, look good, make them, you know, make them right and make that decision the right decision. Best player of the year that you've had so far, what would you say? Best play? 
Man. <laughs> Put you on the spot with that I one. You, I know. The, the, right off the season, first play of the season. That yeah, hit. that kind of set, that kind of like, I oh, like yeah. that play because it kind of set the tone like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm, I'm going to be here. You know that what I'm saying? McCoy. Yeah, LaShawn McCoy. Them. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'll probably say, uh, yeah, it was, it was a lot of good plays. It's been a lot of good plays, but the one that I, I probably enjoy the most is probably that uh, the game seal interception in Jacksonville yeah. just because it just helped us, you know, seal the win. And it was my first career interception, and um, everybody on the sideline was just, you know, so happy and everything like that. And, and I was just glad I was able to, you know, be in the right position at the right time and Webb tipped the ball and I was able to catch it. And, you know, I just just hearing everybody saying, get down, get down, and then <laughs> me sliding down and everybody jumping on me and everything like that. and. You know, everybody telling me, coming up to me, you know, telling me good job and everything like that. That probably was the most memorable and um, best play. I think we had a camera on you after that play on the bench, and I, I just this just popped in my head. Yeah. And you came off and you were like thanking everybody else. Oh for, like, yeah, yeah, in yeah, you. yeah. That was yeah, a pretty yeah. cool moment. Yeah, man, because it was like you know, you know, I mean, everybody knew that I was I was in a battle, and you know, people know it's no secret I was I was undrafted. You know, odds right. were stacked against me and. I think I'm playing next to, you know, C.J. Moses. I got Eric Weddle, Darius Webb, Terrell Suggs here, there, you know, Brandon Williams. Mm-hmm. I got pretty – I pretty much was like the new guy, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> right. on the block. You know what I'm saying? True. You got Jimmy Smith, you know, Sharice already, uh, you know, he's been a star in this league and everything like that. So I pretty much was kind of like the new guy on the block. And, you know, it was one of the biggest questions coming into the to the season was like who's going to be – who's going to line up next to C.J. Mosley. Right. So, you know, just, you know, guys having confidence in me, uh, just you know, help me have confidence in myself that you know if they got, if they believe in me, I have no reason not to believe in myself. So that was that's great. Tell us something that's unique about uh, playing next to CJ. Man, is what's unique about him is he lets you you know he has so much knowledge of the game and he's such a good player that uh, you know he's a, he's a teacher on the field. You know what I'm saying? He's like another he's like have another coach out there, but he you know he lets you. You know, do your own thing out there. You know, he lets you, you know, be yourself out there, and um, you know, he's he's just as happy as for you to make a play when he's when he makes a play, and, and vice versa. But the thing that's that's so unique about him is, you know, he's a, he's really he's a he's a quiet guy. You don't see him as much right. as like a rowdy guy, but I mean, he's constantly talking about what teams are trying to do and everything like that. And believe it or not, he gets he gets fired up, man. I mean, CJ, he, he'll <laughs> he'll get out, he'll talk he'll talk a little trash out there, and. That's the thing that people probably don't know about him, but the thing that's that's unique about him to me is just that, you know, how 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 much of a heady player he is, how smart he is out there, and it's really like having another coach on the field, man. He he can um, dissect an offense and situations, you know, real fast, and be able to be able to dissect it and know what they're going to do, and then be able to go out there and make the play is great, man. And you know, he's definitely you know been a key to my success because. You know, he's drawing a lot of attention, so he's kind of just letting me go over there. Just, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah, y'all go over there and mess with CJ. Y'all leave me alone and let me just go here and just do my thing, man. So, but, yeah, man, that's, that's what's unique about him. You right. know, it's, it's really cool because now you're playing next to CJ. We talked about the path that you had to get to to, to mm-hmm. get to that point. Do you ever stop and think about, I can't, really can't believe three years ago I'm somebody that's getting a phone call from Lonnie the Scout saying we sh- you should come sign here. Now I'm getting the Gruden Grinder Award yeah. in that game, like that rise. Yeah, it's, it's it's crazy. It's some it's something that I always was like confident that I would be able to get to at some point. And all, all I ever asked before I even came into the league was just opportunity. And yeah. I was always confident that I would be able to get to this point. But it actually, you know, happened and everything. Man, it's so I'm I'm so blessed because a lot of things can happen. Man, I mean. 
injuries are part of the game and, you know, it's a lot of different uh, scenarios in this business could happen. And I'm just glad that, you know, I'm here and able to, you know, be in this moment right now. But it, it is it's definitely crazy uh, that it's actually happening. So I want to get a little bit into the personal stuff here. Okay. We're, we kind of get away from the field a little bit. And so I understand your dad. Your dad yeah. played nine years in the NFL as a tight end. Yeah. Right, mostly with the Washington Redskins. Mm-hmm. You were born in Fairfax, Virginia. Yeah, learned that today. Uh, and you were born in his second to last season in the league. So I think yeah. we now know what ended your dad's career, which was you were in your terrible <laughs> twos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, what I mean, they said they said out of all my brothers, I was the most needy baby. I had to be attended to the most because. I always, you know, wanted some. I wanted somebody to hold me a certain way. Like a starting this, position that. in the yeah. NFL, something yeah. like that. You know? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, uh, so yeah, that, I probably ended my dad's career when I came along. Was like, hey, man, look, you can't be going around. You got to be at the house with me. You know, I'm, I'm going to be too much for, for mama. I'm going to be too much of a handful. She's going to be able to uh, handle me by herself. So, yeah, you could, you could definitely say that. <laughs> so what... Uh... Actually, what ended his career was an injury, right? Which I understand. Yeah. He is kind of the reason why he didn't actually encourage you guys yeah. to play football. And so he kept the Super Bowl rings to himself. Yeah, he did. Didn't he watch football at all. He watched nope. golf. Yep. And tell me this one isn't true. Tell me this one isn't true. He never had a catch with you? Never played catch with my dad. Oh, no my God. To this day? You. To this day. Never. I've, me and my dad, I've never thrown a football to my dad. He's never thrown a football back to me. Now, he, we talked football a couple of times and everything like that. But growing up, I mean, we used to sit there and we was like, you know, big kid, like little kid. We used to watch Monday Night Football and he'll walk in. And he'll be like, I don't know why y'all watching this football. He was like, you don't want to watch the game? He was like, you know how much football I done watched in my life? He was like, oh, y'all don't reset. Y'all really don't want to do that. And then it was like, and then once he used to say that, to, I guess, to see if we really wanted to, you know. Mm. And, um, you know, when we decided that we really wanted to get serious about football, that's when he actually talked to us about it. He told us, like, look, it's going to be, it's, if you're going to do it, you're going to have to go, you know, 100% or you won't, you know, you won't be good or you won't make it because it's not something that you can cheat your way around. You have to, res- you know, respect the process. You have to put in the work. And it's going to be times that you're, you're going to be hurting and you're not going to feel like, you know, getting up for like practice or, or workouts or whatever the case may be, but you're gonna have to do that. But that's definitely true, man. Never played the catch wow. with him at all. Yeah, my, my older brother, he just had a, a a baby, so maybe he could play with his grandchild. And yeah, maybe play salt with his, goes soft and you get Yeah, a exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, maybe he can do that, but he definitely didn't. The, the funny thing is, uh, we did one workout with him. I did one workout with him. He was like, man, you know, he's like, what y'all doing? Y'all in the backyard running around and stuff. He was like, y'all think y'all working out? We thought we was training and stuff. He was like, <laughs> he was like let me, he said, let me say, we want you to train us. So he was like, y'all don't want me to do that. So he, he took us out there on the track and had us running. And I said, never again, <laughs> never again. I'll never come out here with him ever again. I, I see now that I'm thinking about this. I think he was doing this stuff on purpose. Like he really wasn't trying to let us play. He was trying. Right. He was trying He's to, like, yeah. He was trying to test find us. This pleasurable. Yeah, exactly. He was trying to test us. He was trying to make everything, you know, tough and difficult to see to challenge us. So, do you do you think that he? You know, even though he did all that stuff, do you think deep down he's like, I'm glad that they're football players? Yeah. Or actually, do you think he's kind of disappointed? <laughs> no, I think I think he's happy, man. He's, yeah. he's he's so proud, man. Yeah. He's so happy. I mean, he's the biggest like once once we decide once, uh, you know, we really once he found out that we was really serious about playing and we started playing, um, you know, through junior high and high school. I mean, he's the biggest fan. I mean, he's at the games screaming his lungs <laughs> off, and all he does is travel, man. He goes. He goes to, you know, he went to my game, my brother's game. He just, every weekend, 
they they're they're full. They're watching football and everything. Him and my mom and I mean he's the biggest cheerleader of them all and uh, he he loves it. Man, he loves you know bragging about us and everything like that to to his friends and everything. You could tell. <laughs> so how did you become interested in football then? If he wasn't encouraging it at all. See, the thing was is you know my mom she gets real she like real decorative and everything like that and you know so she's you know had his jerseys and stuff hung up in our rooms and uh-huh. you know we've seen like pictures and stuff so. You know, then we found some old tapes. So we popped old tapes in. We actually seen him, some old college tapes when he was playing and everything. We was like, man, he, was, he actually was pretty good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and everything like that. Because, you know, growing up, my, my dad played in the league, but didn't, shoot, didn't nobody know who he was. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like he was like Deion Sanders or somebody right, like that. Right, you know, right. I was like, man, he actually, you know, he was pretty good. You know, he actually could play a little bit and everything. So, you know, just seeing that, it was like, man, everybody wanted to be like their dad growing up. And that's the same with us. So... We seen him playing football, so we, we tried to emulate, you know, the things that we saw him doing. Then we started, you know, seeing it on TV and just once we started playing it, you know, I guess we got good genes because we were kind of started out when we were young. We were pretty good, you know. <laughs> we kind of enjoyed, you know, enjoyed playing and just took it from there. So you keep saying we and talk about your family and your brothers. Run us through the whole lineage here, the whole All right. family tree. All right. So I start with mom and dad. Then my, oh, I got an older brother who's uh, 26. His name's Terrence. Right now, uh, he's a receiver coach at our old high school and everything like that. He played, he played in high school, like he played in high school. Uh-huh. Then it's me, and then I got a younger brother um, who's at TCU. He's a uh, he just finished up his junior year as a safety. He was, he was all conference safety there. I, I'll throw that. I'll throw him that shout all out. Right, there you go. <laughs> you know what I'm he made there all conference first time in his career. He's a junior at TCU. Then I have a young, my youngest brother, the baby brother is a, a sophomore at, at the University of Wisconsin. He plays linebacker, so me and him are, are the ones that get compared, compared a lot mm-hmm. and everything like that. So, so he's if, the, he went to the big school. He's yeah, a Wisconsin guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, the funny thing about it is he, uh, you know, he, he growing up, he got a little more mature about now, but I remember in high school and everything, and, you know, you joke around and everything. I'll tell him my stats in college. Like, I did this. What you going to do in college? He was like, you know, he'll throw that. Like, you went to North Texas. I'm going to Wisconsin. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm like, okay. Oh, that's good and everything. So, uh, yeah, that's part of the reason why he, uh, I felt like he did that, you know, and I was happy for him. He was the one, he was the only one out of all of us to go out of state uh, just because he wanted to be different because, you know, it's, him being a baby brother, he here with a dad and all of us playing and everything. So he kind of lived, you know, living our shadow. So he wanted to go out and do something different. I think it's, I think it's been real good for him. Who's the first pick? Ryan and I love to do drafts. We just do drafts mm-hmm. back and forth with each other. So if you were putting a, the Orr family <laughs> tree, who's the first? You can include your dad in this group. All, right, all your brothers and your dad. Who's going first off the board? Man, the way stuff works now, it'll be probably the one at TCU, Nick. Uh, just because, I mean, he's 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 fast. He's a track guy. He, he can run. He's crazy fast. Um, you know, he, he can jump. He's he's super athletic. He's the most okay. athletic one out of okay. all of us. So, I mean, he has the most guy-given, you know, talent and everything like that. So he'll probably be the first one off the board, even though I would like to say myself. But <laughs> I got to give him – I'll give him his credit, man. Nice. It'll be him. You yeah. like being the underdog. You don't want to be yeah, the first exactly, pick. Exactly. That's your, you got to be the underdog draft again. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. In, so, this, in this draft, yeah. that goes undrafted. Exactly. I'll, I'll probably be the last one off the board and everything like that. And that'll be perfectly fine with me. So what what would happen, I mean, if you all, all the brothers end up in the NFL? I mean, how much Man. time do you spend talking about that? Oh, that would be crazy. That would be great. That would be something that we always, we always talked about that growing up. We'd be like, man, you know, what if we, you know, had all had a chance to play in the NFL at, at, one, at, at the same time with each other and everything. And uh, that would be great, man. And, 
I don't know what my parents would do. They'll be running around crazy and everything. They'll, they'll probably have to. They'll probably be blessed because they'll probably won't have to work anymore and everything like that. <laughs> so, they can sit back. Yeah, exactly. They can they'll sit be back and relax. Too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they'll be able to. They'll be retired and had a you know spots and stuff hooked up and everything like that. But uh, you know that that definitely that'd be a dream come true. And and the thing about it is for it to be a possibility to happen because. Uh, you know, they're, they're good. They're real good players. And I ain't just saying that just because they're my brothers. You know, I try to look at it with a, you know, without being biased mm -hmm. and everything like that. But they definitely have an opportunity. And, uh, you know, if they be able to stay healthy and, you know, keep keep the right mindset and keep their head on straight, they'll have every opportunity to, uh, you know, to be up here with me and everything like that. And, They'll they'll be in the next three to five years, and I don't plan on you know I plan on being around yeah, in the NFL it. still. So <laughs> let's get them all to the yeah. Ravens, baby. Yeah, exactly. Just put that bug here. Yeah, exactly, exactly, man. So I'm already love. No, if I had a chance to play with them on the same team, oh, the league would be in trouble for real. <laughs> they'll be in trouble, man. They'll be in trouble for real, man. They'll be in trouble. You know, Lonnie Young's got the Orb family back, so you got to get oh, Lonnie. Yeah. Get, yeah, Lonnie, get Lonnie, on the case. Yeah, hey Lonnie, man. Look, you know, you you one for one. <laughs> You know, you know what I'm saying? We could just help you build your resume and everything. But, yeah, that would be great. That would be a dream come true for real. Nice. Well, yeah. Zach, thank you so much for doing this. We can keep dreaming big that we get more oars around here, but we're pretty happy with this one. All right. Oh, appreciate exactly. that, So thank man. you for joining us. No problem. Thank you all for having me. Absolutely. Man. Keep up good. the work, man. Appreciate yep. that. Thank you. thank you. So as Zach exits, I just want to thank him one more time, you know, for the time that he gave us today. Very gracious with that. And, um He's just one of the nicest guys. He has the mean picture, but he's one of the nicest guys in the Absolutely. locker room. Absolutely, I know. I hope that fans kind of got a taste of that today. I think you'd really like this guy. Uh, hopefully he's around here for a little while, and hopefully we get some more oars. Yeah. That'd be awesome. We could have a few, a little pipeline. Exactly. So thank you so much for listening. Once again, email us at thelounge at ravens.nfl.net. Send us your audio questions. We really like those audio ones to roll in. And uh, leave us a rating and a review. And we will be back with you. This time, I think, for real, Skis, right? I'm not, I'm not just saying <laughs> you it. You always say this. I'm not just saying it. After a big win. Big, big win. <laughs> against the Philadelphia Eagles. Talk to you all next week.